It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Man, Clark Lee is fired up. He has a new, he's reinvigorated. Uh, he is, since he's decided to take over the defense, this team, this team is trending up and you should be fired up too. Let's go. You are locked on Bandy, your daily podcast on the Vanderbilt Commodores, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Vandy Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Corey Burton. On today's episode, we discuss Clark Lee's most recent podcast appearance on VandySports.com. Um, how he feels on how he feels a new fire since taking over the defense. And him kind of really just finally seeing the light. Also, uh, Vandy Boys, they lay a 20-burger on Indiana State. Uh, the transfer portal kids, uh, Jacob Humphrey and Jaden Davis, are absolutely red hot. So Tim Corby doing a phenomenal job there, as well as freshman Cameron Kozel uh, is just lighting it up. Uh, and those three among others, but those three are really standing out right now. So... Thanks for making Locked on Vandy your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So Clark Lee, he appeared on the Vandy Sports Podcast uh, credit to... Uh, to them, credit to that site. Joey Dwyer uh, was the one who uh, who interviewed him, and it was a phenomenal interview. And 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 Clark Lee, I, I think there's been and and, and honestly, before I kind of really get into why I felt like this was a a great interview and 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 why Clark Lee seems to be in a much different place is he just seems like fired up. He seems super. Uh, focus and like a laser sharp focus that I've never seen in him before. He's fired up. You should be too. And I, I think their I think their goal of getting to a bowl game is now well within reach. And you should definitely go to FanDuel right now and smash the over on two and a half wins because after listening to that and just kind of observing some things, I'm fired up too. And so this is uh, this is going to be great. So he, like I said, man, like the first the first bit of it is just he just seems honestly the reason I have a lot of confidence right now is just he seemed very focused and relaxed, um, not kind of on edge and not seem like he was very distant. Which I've heard I've heard him before, uh, where it just seems like he's just kind of robot coach speak and, and, and all of that stuff. So, and, and that can be, obviously, you know, I'm here to kind of translate coach speak for you, but I, 
I just don't see a lot of it. I, I thought he was way more candid and transparent than I thought he would ever be uh, because head coaches just aren't that way. So if you get a chance to listen to that, make that your second listen um, after after this, you should go check it out. I, I think it's I think it's worth the listen, especially because Clark Lee is uh, I, I, I just I, you just feel a little bit different about him after after listening to this. So going two and ten. And if you ask him, he'll tell you that that's not good enough. I, I think from the outside looking in, if he had to critique himself, he would say, hey, I, I wasn't as dialed in as I needed to be. I, I wasn't as cognizant of what was underlying the surface as, as needed to be and change should have been made. I should have been more involved. All of that stuff. I guarantee you he would say that that he would say that stuff about his program. So it, just direct, just recognizing it at season's end is just is is good. Understanding that, making the changes, things like that, all the things that he's done has been a phenomenal response to such an abysmal season. Where really, in a lot of games, they weren't even competitive, uh, and and they play. You know, and I don't want to criticize the effort because the guys played hard. It just when I say they weren't competitive, it just seemed like the plan was incompetent. It just didn't seem like they kind of knew what they were doing or what they wanted to do or what they wanted to accomplish. So um, for for that, I think recognizing that is is the first step in the right direction. So like that has got me fired up. Th- um, that I think got him kind of reinvigorated, and I think that was the the first step of this whole big change was him taking over the defense. And um, one of the quotes he had from from the uh, from the podcast, he said, um, "You know, he is uh, he is reinvigorated." He goes, "I love that tra- quote." This is a direct quote. He said, "I love that transition. It's reinvigorated me. I'm on fire to improve this program. I'm on fire to improve the on-field performance and the way we play football." So um, that a lot of that is geared specifically to him taking over as defensive coordinator. But again, a lot of it's a lot of that quote is also in reflection of like all the things he he basically it's an overhaul. So um, he's fired up, and I think honestly you should be too. So um, you know for for that I think is is extremely good. Um, you know one of the things he he said is like um, you know after the Kentucky game, one of the things he made mention to the forty five twenty eight loss to Kentucky. Um, he said that's when he kind of noticed it. And it kind of, he said it hit him in the face. And um, there were some things that, there were some things that bubbled to the surface um, after that game, in the aftermath of that game that was alarming. So, um, and at the time that he wanted to address it, but at the time it was one of those things where like you can't really address it at that point in the season. You just kind of have to let it play out and just kind of play damage control as best you can. Um, And, at that point, you knew some sort of change was inevitable. I think the, the vast majority of people thought the change was going to be at the top where Clark Lee was going to get let go. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but I think behind the scenes, he knew it had to happen. Um, I, I think I think uh, Candace Story Lee and, and the administration probably told him that it needed to happen. It was one of those things where, well, you're telling me it needs to happen it's going to happen anyway. Regard, it would have happened regardless. But um, I, I think, I think they're gonna. 
I feel like they're going to get rewarded for their patience a little bit. I, Cause I think Vandy's going to have a pretty good season. I think they're going to end up back in a bowl game uh, this year. They were so close two seasons ago, this past season two and 10 was a massive step in the wrong direction, but you know, you just, you just break down, you know, I've broken down a lot of the, the overhaul stuff. Uh, talked about Harding Harper uh, on yesterday's episode about the impact that he's going to bring from this, from a scouting and recruiting perspective, uh, the offensive coordinator role, stuff like that. But like, I, I just, I, I think the whole point of this is just how Clark Lee is handling it. Right. And, how he is just kind of finally, it just seems like he understands he's a lot more relaxed now. And and I think a lot of that he, he is, he's learning, he's learning some things as far as like, okay, well I need to, I need to be more aware. And I think for him, the thing that refocused him was getting back in the defensive coordinator spot. He's like, okay, well, if I'm going to take over the defense, I need a really good offense. I need somebody I can trust and somebody that can do something unique and somebody that's been a head coach before, somebody that's managed this thing. So we hired Tim Beck, right? Um, and he, you know, he, again, he's constantly evaluating things. He, he knew that, um, he knew pretty early on offensively. They just didn't, they just didn't have a, they didn't have an identity. He kept using the word identity. They, they didn't have an identity. They were out of sync. They just couldn't. It just looked like I can't say what it actually looked like because I I can't say those words on this show. But that's what it looked like. And that's and honestly, that's why those that's why a lot of people transferred because when you go through something like that, which was an unmitigated disaster for most of the year, for all of the year, really. Um, when you go through embarrassing losses to UNLV and getting smacked in your conference schedule, going 0-8, I think you you realize a lot of things. And by realizing a lot of things, you uh, you know you start to self scout. So, and I think also the other biggest takeaway I, I got from this was just how, you know again I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I'll go in a little more detail now, but just. Just watch his body language when he's talking to to Joey Dwyer. Just look at his body language, and I think this is, this should give you confidence because, like, look at this body language and look at previous interviews body language. See if you can notice a difference. You may not be able to. I, I certainly did. Like in, in seeing some of his appearances, I certainly noticed that like he just seemed a little more relaxed, a little more, a little more open, a little more willing to answer the tough programs, the tough questions and, and, and things like that. And I, I think you can tell, you can tell that it's absolutely like a lot of coaches say, I'm reinvigorated. I'm fired up. You know, changes need to happen. You know, I'm good, you know, and behind the scenes, they're, they're probably thinking, Oh, we're screwed, but you can see the confidence all over his face. Like you can see just cause he's just relaxed. He's like, Hey man, like, you know, kind of hit me in the face. You know, these things were going on on the surface. We didn't quite realize themselves. And it was alarming, but, you know, we had to, you know, things like that, you know, like he knows that he's doing the right thing. He knows that he's hired the right guys. He knows that Coach Steiner uh, in, in the strength department is absolutely crushing it, right? He knows all of that. And he, he can, you can sense it. Just watch him. Just watch his body language. You can sense it. And, He's fired up. He's taking over the defense. If that fires him up, that fires me up, and that should fire you up. So, um, 
get behind this program because I I think this is this is going to be a massive step in the right direction. So bowl game is in reach. They're aiming for a bowl game. That's that's what it is. And here we go. And we can continue to break down why, but uh, we'll have some spring practice stuff to uh, to kind of talk about, kind of discuss as far as like how things are kind of really shaking out as this thing as we get closer to the season. So, um, but uh, that's not the only thing that's firing me up right now. Um, Vandy baseball, Vandy boys. If you watch the game, it was a show. It was quite the show. Uh, we're going to talk about what made it quite the show. Uh, they they twenty pieced Indiana State, so we're going we're going to talk about that here. Uh, just uh, just hang on. All right, we are brought to you by Game Time. That is right. Have you ever had a had a not so positive ticket buying experience? Well, Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Because I know all of you have probably had those experiences where. Like you get bamboozled uh, on prices, you you know that you you get to your seat and you realize there's a giant pole in the middle and you got an obstructed view, uh, all of that stuff. Well, again, peace of mind is the key here. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. It's really really cool. They have a diagram of the stadium and they have a big old picture right here that shows you your view. So it's it's really really good. Uh, they have all-in prices up front to show you your total um, so you know what you're getting, a great deal before you check out, so you know exactly what you're getting into. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. It's really, really easy. Um, they have flash deals, zone deals, so you pick the section. So if you go on the app, you'll notice it just has a section and a price. It doesn't have individual seats. So you just pick the section, and a lot of times game time will give you discounts for allowing them to pick your seats. They also have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. So if you go on a seat geek or any of these other places and find tickets in the same section for less, you, they will credit you 110% of the difference. So um, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time right now. You're going to download the game time app and you're going to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Again, you're going to use promo code locked on. That's L O C K E D O N for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. And I just realized I forgot the, uh, the, um, the overlay. So here's what you're going to do. You know my name. So, right there, in case you're missing it, game time, download it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Thanks for making Locked On Bandy your first listen each and every day. Make sure you check out Locked On SEC. Also, make sure you go check out Clark Lee's interview as well. And to see what you think, I'm interested to know your opinion as well. 
do you feel like he's relaxed or whatever? So, um, but yeah, Vandy boys, they stomp the Sycamores with a 20 burger. Um, they 20 piece them, run ruled them, whatever you want to call it. Um, but like, here's the thing. Here's the thing I love. And you're starting to kind of see this happen. I, I And I knew there was a little bit of a youth movement, but I'm going to extend the word youth movement to like newcomers as well. I'm going to treat them kind of like their youth, right? Uh, some of them kind of are. But uh, two guys that really stand out as far as portal guys, Jacob Humphrey and, and Jaden Davis. And you look at what they've done. It's been incredible. Um, Jaden Davis, Jacob Humphrey, especially um, from the portal perspective. I'll get into Cameron Kozil uh, here in just a minute. But like uh, Humphrey uh, had the best game of his uh, career uh, at Vanderbilt. Uh, he has been – I mean, he led the freaking thing off with uh, – he led the bottom half of the inning with uh, with a home run. He made a diving catch. He stole bases. He hit the baseball. He went, um, you know, he went he went off, dude. He hit the home run. Went four hundred thirty two feet. I mean, he was just he was just crushing, man. And he's and 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 he's always been, he's been like that since since day one. He got here. He's been the the best word to describe Jacob Humphrey is spark plug. He can he can hit it with enough power. Now I think we had a wind advisor here in Nashville, so I think he got helped out with the wind a little bit. But when you hit a ball 432 feet, like I I think at the rate that he hit it at 106 miles per hour, it was the exit velocity. I think with those stats, the ball might not might not have went 432 feet, but it still would have went out of the yard. And he's just. He's been a dynamic player, and and the word to describe him, or the two words, however you want to classify it, it's got a hyphen, maybe spark plug. He's been a spark plug for this for this team. Like every time he's in the game, it just seems like he's doing something. He's stealing a base. He's running down a a fly ball that uh, other people can't get to. He's he's bunning. He's you know he's he's advancing runners. He's he's putting pressure. He's on the pitcher by taking him deep into counts, or he's being a being annoying on the base paths. You know things like that. Like he's he's just making he's just making a major major impact in all aspects of the game. So like I to me, I just don't see how you can keep him out of the lineup at this point. And same goes with same goes with Jaden Davis. I mean Jaden Davis I, I is improving by by the day. And Jaden Davis is somebody, he did it at Sanford. He was their best hitter. He was, you know, it, it was, it was good. And he's, he's had every, every time he's, every time he's in there, it just seems like he's driving the ball somewhere. He's, he's been red, red hot. Um, and he's been, uh, he's been doing a lot of damage as well. So, uh, you know, hats off to these guys. And Jaden Davis can play a lot of different positions. And that's been really, really valuable for this team because he's been taking over the second base spot uh, right now, and and Kozil's been been the DH, which Kozil's been just tearing the freaking cover off the ball. Um, he went four for five tonight as well. Um, speaking of newcomers and freshmen, um, he is uh, he uh, he had his first career homer. He drove in five runs tonight. I mean, he's been aggressive from the offensive standpoint. So. Um, he's he's just a freshman too, so he's he's had he's had his best game of his Vanderbilt career as well. Um, 
And he just continues to have command up there at the plate. Great, great discipline. Um, you know, one of the things one of the things you look at with discipline is not only discipline's not only sitting on your pitch, taking things deep into, you know, taking the counts deep, um, you know, forcing walks and things like that. It's also having the wherewithal to know, okay, this pitcher's going to leave one up in the zone, uh, and and this pitcher's going to uh, make a mistake, and I'm going to make him pay. Right. It's also having that wherewithal is like, okay, this guy's struggling a little bit. I need to jump on first pitch because he's probably gonna leave one up in the zone. If I take it, I'm gonna miss my chance. And and knowing that and knowing when to also um take pitches and things like that, you, you kind of go up there with a plan. And, and and the point of all that is going up there with a plan. And and to do that as a freshman, I think is very, very special, uh, because you you have uh you know you have some things happening with that. So um, just, you know, I, I think when, when you look at this game, those three guys really kind of stand out. It's been, it's been a newcomers team type of team this year. Like those are the guys that are, that are impressing the most so far, especially, especially the three I just named. When I say newcomers, I'm including freshmen as well, because there's been a lot of good, great freshman performances um, all around. So again, Hats off. We're going to continue. Um, I, I think this Vanderbilt team is going to continue. They have they have Evansville later on today. Um, that that's going to be a game where I think you're going to see Andrew Dukanich, uh, which I'm not. Uh, it's not official yet, but uh, you're going to see Andrew probably Andrew Dukanich uh, as your second uh, mid midweek starter. So uh, I'd like to see Card. I'd like to see Braden Holcomb back in the lineup. Uh, at first base, I would like to see uh, Jaden Davis, and Jacob Humphrey. I loved, 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 loved the lineup today, and I'll tell you why. Just give me one second. All right, I won't forget the overlay this time. All right, this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. That's right. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. So you can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Locked on Vandy your first listen each and every day. Thank you to the everydayers. Make sure you follow us on social media at Locked on Vandy um, and at Coach Burton 36 if you want to follow me personally. Uh, So make sure you're doing that. Make sure you're spreading the word. Uh, Be a friend. Tell a friend. Tell them all about what you're seeing here on, on this show. We're two subscribers away from 200. So let's make it make it happen. All right. Um. Indiana State, Vandy boys, 
was coming coming into it, yesterday's episode talked about what you kind of needed to do against a team like Indiana State, which had really good pitching, which which came in with really good pitching. Um, you know their lineup has been has been raking here of, of late, and you know they hit a few home runs tonight. But uh, coming into this game, the thought process was throw some speed out there, put some guys out there. They're going to hit the ball into gaps. They're going to get the ball down and just get on base and, and, and wreak havoc. And that they did. Tim Corbin must have listened to the show. I, I, he must have had me tapped into his office because he put my favorite lineup out there. And, I, you, you know, honestly, I think you lean into it. I think they've got enough pop. I, I think people are worried that this lineup doesn't have enough pop. They, they have something. It may not be home run pop, but they have some juice somewhere. And that juice... That outfield with uh, with Hewitt, uh, Leneve, and Humphrey, that's got a lot of speed to it. That's got a lot of pop to it. That's got a lot of like, we're going to dump the ball down the left field line and just freaking run. And that they did. Uh, you have you have Espinal, who, who's, uh, who's crushing a little bit. You have RJ Austin, who's been playing really well. Jonathan Vastine. Uh, he walks. He has, you know, he has a great approach at the plate. He's somebody that's pesky, gets on base, um, and I, I think you have a team that just this team's very streaky. Like when they get when they're on, they're on, but also when they're off, they just go cold. So I'm curious to know what they're going to do um, against Evansville. But um, this lineup, I loved this lineup, and for the reasons of hey, when when the pitchers presumably are a tough matchup. You just want to get guys that are going to get on base and get around. Um, and, and guys you can sack fly in, you can bunt, you can bunt to advance them. And, and, uh, you know, single scores too. you know, those type of situations where, I mean, early it was like that first couple of innings. It was like that. And then all of a sudden the bats just ignited and they exploded. So, um, and a lot of it was, Cameron Cozio going four for five. Uh, you had a lot of guys crushing. And so um, made made life easy for J.D. Thompson. And his name's not over here on the sidebar, but, I mean, I, I, I don't think you can talk about this game and not talk about what he was able to do. Um, he was lights out. He was he pitched a freaking gym again. And he if it was a close game, he would have gone seven. Uh, he was set to go probably seven innings. He was going to go deep into this game, uh, but they had already put a twenty spot on him, so they they probably just took him out and said, "Hey, we're not going to risk anything." I don't, I don't, I don't see us losing this game, and I think that's kind of the thought process there. We're going to get some guys out there, some innings. Um, they only got one inning out of a guy uh, because of the run rule. So it's uh, it, it was very nice to see. I, I thought. Uh, J.D. Thompson was attacking these hitters very, very well. Uh, he was, I mean, the ball just it was pop, it was it was flinging off his hand. I, I thought he had overall had really good control, good command. Uh, you saw him at times. He had some mistakes where something was left up, like the like the first three run homer. I think he got himself into a little bit of trouble in that inning. Uh, you know, they just. He just threw some, you know, he just made a few mistakes and and Indiana State's good enough to make him pay for that. 
And but what I really liked about it is he gave up three on Homer and then struck out the next batter to end the inning. Like he he I think his recovery is is a lot better. And and down the stretch in conference play when there's not a whole lot of uh midweek games or like you get into regional play, like him coming out of the bullpen, he might he might very well earn him a starting spot on the weekend rotation, especially if there's injuries, especially if somebody's banged up. Like he's been pitching really, really well. You could potentially see an all lefty uh, starting rotation for the weekends. So uh, just just keep that in keep that in your back pocket for now. But he, you know, he's been pitching brilliantly, and and he's been one of those that, you know, I didn't necessarily f- have him down as as a big time factor for this pitching staff, but he's been just that. He's been his his starts have been incredible. Uh, and you're, you know, I, I think he was an unlucky loser against Dayton where he came in and pitched really nice game, giving up only one run. And then, uh, you know, you, you lose, you get, let that game get out of control and, and, and you, and you let it slip away from you, um, against Dayton last week. Um, but this week was no such luck, uh, for, for, uh, Indiana state. He was dealing and he was, he might have gone the distance, and I think this bullpen needed a little bit of rest too, uh, which was good that they not only run ruled, but they were going to let J.D. Thompson go deep into this game. So uh, impressive, impressive all around. I I think what you're seeing also with this Vandy Boys team, what you're seeing is you're seeing a team that's building confidence just little by little. They're just the confidence is just growing a little by little, and a lot of it's due to like some of these clutch games they've had, you know, and you have guys that are a lot more focused. I, I think Sunday was a little bit of a wake-up call because it was probably, not probably, it was the most lackadaisical game they've had all year where it just seemed like they were on a different planet. They were playing hard, but they just were just on a different planet focus-wise. And, and I think this, I think, uh I think Sunday shook them up in more ways than one. And so uh, you saw a lot more focused, uh, more disciplined team to, uh, on uh, against Indiana State than you did in game three against Gonzaga. And even kind of game two, at least. So the two, you know, and that's easy to say on a, on a blowout win, but like, I think, you know, you, you, you just have a really good plate approach and you, you do a lot of good things um, with focus. It'll take you a long way. And so this, this team has been, it's been up and down, honestly. And, you know, Evansville will be a nice little test because they're not as, they're not as, uh, they're not as, I guess they don't have as much pedigree as Indiana state has coming into this matchup. So like you're, like I'll be interested to see kind of where the where the focus is, especially at the plate. Are they gonna Are they gonna hit with the same kind of intensity that uh, that they did against Indiana State? Are they gonna you know Are they gonna get ready for this tournament they're about to go on? So you know, there's a lot of things to consider when when you look at uh, when you look at how this team's gonna perform uh, in their upcoming matchups. So. Um, Interested nonetheless and in, in all of this, but um, the point of all of this is that Tim Corbin should visit the portal way more. 
I think he should understand that youth movement isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I don't know how J I don't know how JD Thompson's going to factor into a rotation, but that dude is pitching. That dude's dealing right now. And so you got to find a way to take advantage of that. I guess taking advantage of that is pitching him midweek and getting these, uh, getting these, collecting these wins. The midweek games are getting a little bit more difficult as we go. So um, that's good. But uh, anyway, man, we've had a ton of fun here. Uh, time flies when you're having fun. I guess that's the old adage. So um, a very successful show. Um, again, to, to, to give a very, very brief recap, Clark Lee's fired up. You should be too. Um, the newcomers have been phenomenal. Uh, the, 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 the other guys need to kind of jump in, uh, jump on board. Cameron Koziel, um, Jacob Humphrey, and uh, um, Jacob Humphrey. And also, uh, J.D. Thompson has been great. This, uh, this pitching staff overall, the younger guys have been really good. The older guys have been hit or miss. So, um, But this is going to be a really exciting team down the stretch. They're getting better each game believe it or not. So get excited, but that's going to do it for us here on the lockdown Vandy podcast on the lockdown podcast network. Follow us on social media, subscribe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the everydayers for making all this possible. Couldn't do it without you. So uh, with that being said, we're going to get out of here, but make sure you have a great rest of your Wednesday. Go enjoy the game against Evansville. And uh, we'll see you back here tomorrow on the lockdown Vandy podcast and lockdown podcast network. Peace. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.